Have you ever had a situation where you felt like you've been really good at something and then someone comes along and completely shows you up? Anyone, whether a musical instrument or a sport or, or something where you feel like you've got your handle on something and you're quite good at something and then someone comes along and completely shows you that they're better at it than you are. I remember um, I used to skateboard uh, as a young man and I remember the day that I gave up skateboarding and that day was a day where uh, as a band we were, um, we were supported by a clothing company that put on this, this skate ramp show and we had our skateboards and we went out on, on these wonderful skate ramps and then these little kids, literally that tall, with helmets bigger than two of their heads, came out and did these amazing flips and over our heads and really high. And I remember looking at my skateboard and going, well, I'm not going out there now. <laughs> because I'll look completely silly in comparison to these little kids who are completely ripping it up. And sometimes I feel like that. Um, even with my guitar playing. Um, I feel like I'm okay at guitar, but then when you sit next to someone who can really play, I mean, like, really play, you realise that there is a, a difference in comparison. And I think when it comes to love, we as a, um, as a race, as human beings, sometimes feel like we've got our handle on what love is. Sometimes we think even in our relationships or our love for our children, we think, I've got a real, real good handle on what it means to love another person. The thing about Christmas and the, the reason why we light the candle of love is that at Christmas time, God showed up and showed what love really is to the extent that love actually goes and it's actually beyond what we sometimes think or imagine. God's love is so much greater, so much more powerful, so much more giving than the love that we even have for our, our husband or wife or for our children. In the passage of scripture that was up on there, John 3.16, Oh, this is stopped again. Um, one of the most famous Bible verses of all times, ones that everyone memorises, it says that God so loved. God didn't just love, but God so loved. And it was his love that motivated him. It was the driving force that actually caused him to give up his son, that he might die, that we might have eternal life. God's love was not a soppy emotion like many of our love songs on the radio would uh, say. God's love was an action. God's love was something that motivated him to give up his son for us. And kids, this is uh, something for you. If, if you have memorised John 3.16, there's another 3.16 that you can memorise as well. In fact, uh, when the 
when whoever was that put numbers in our Bibles, I wonder if they did this on purpose. Because in 1 John 3.16, it says, This is how we know what love is, that Jesus laid down his life for us. John's almost saying, before this, we didn't actually have a true concept of love. We only know what love is because it was demonstrated for us, because he showed what true love really is. This is how we know. We now know what love is because Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. Now this notion is uh, throughout the Gospels. Jesus himself says, greater love has no one than this, to lay down his life for one of his friends. And in Paul, Romans, uh, in Romans, Paul <laughs> says one of my favourite verses, that God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Even when we were still sinners, even when we had our backs to God, that was the extent of the love that was shown for us in Christ. And so this morning I want to talk about the incarnation. The incarnation is simply a word that describes the fact that God humbled himself, and we sang about it in all of the, the songs that we sang this morning, humbled himself and became a human being and actually entered into our world as a man. That's what the incarnation means. God is with us. God has become one of us. And you might say, well, what has that got to do with love? God's love is demonstrated in that very picture. That he would choose to enter our world, to become flesh of our flesh, in order that he might rescue and die for us. That is how great and how wonderful his love is. And I was trying to think of a way to illustrate this. And um, something very interesting happened to us this year. Kids, who here has a pet? Yeah, lots of hands go up. Lots of kids have got pets. Now, do you love your pet? Yes, you love your pet, don't you? Otherwise, it would be a very strange situation. <laughs> a few years ago, we got a pet. Her name is Tinkerbell. And that was when we first got her. Uh, Tinkerbell is our cat. And Skylar particularly loves Tinkerbell so much. Something happened this year to Tinkerbell. Uh, we noticed that she wasn't walking very well and she wouldn't hold her weight and she was very lethargic and we were very worried about the possibility that she had a snake bite. And so it was a weekend and we had to take her to an out-of-hours vet. So already my mind's thinking, oh, this isn't going to be cheap. And uh, we had to take her to the vet and the vet uh, you know, did all the diagnosis and, and there's... Tinkerbell in the vet's room and the diagnosis came back but they said yes she's been bitten by a snake and uh, she had a very low heart rate um, she was bleeding from the nose and things were quite dire for Tinkerbell and 
The vet then, and you can see the papers there on the table, the vet then said, here's, here's the choice. You can either leave her, and which you can think about what, <laughs> what the consequence of that would be, or there's a list of all the things that we can do in order to save her life. And I've got to tell you, the, the cost was astounding. The cost for us as uh, mum and dad to pay for Tinkerbell to be rescued was immense in a monetary sense. And so we, were, we had this choice. Do we either leave the cat or do we love the cat and save her life? And Joe and I were texting back and forth on the phone and like, this is a really hard decision for us because you know, money with six kids is, is very uh, limited and we don't have a lot of it. And to put a lot of it into this cat would be really hard for us. It would be a great cost. And I remember turning to Skylar and saying, Skylar, what should we do? And she said, she said this line that was really, really, um, I want you to take this home. She said, I want to know that we've done everything in our power to save her. I want to know that we've done everything in our power to save her. And as I thought about that story, I thought that's precisely what God has done for us and how he has demonstrated his love for us. Because we have been bitten by the serpent and we have the poison of sin in our lives. And we are on the vet table of life, unable to save ourselves, and we are perishing, and we are without hope. And God has a choice. God looks at us and goes, I can either leave them, or I can pay a great price in order to redeem them and to save them. And that great price was actually giving himself up for us. It wasn't a monetary price. It was a much greater price. It was a cost to him. And he chose to rescue us and to save us at great cost, motivated by his love for us. If you ever feel like you are not loved, just know this. Just as you love a pet and you would want to do everything in your power to save that pet, God has done everything in his power to save you because of his great love for you. You are so loved. You are so loved that he would give his best to die for you and give him his life up for you. But that's not the end of the story. So we pay the, the money and she gets her royal treatment. She gets a heat bag. She gets her own little 24-hour uh, enclosure. She gets oxygen. She gets a drip. And she gets uh, all of this in order to, to bring about her, her life. And, and there she is. The good news is she came through. But as I was thinking about the incarnation and the fact that God came to us. I was thinking about this story and I was thinking, you know, sometimes we just think it's interesting that God chose to become a human being 
and that he would do that in order that we can have life and be saved. But I want to pose a question to you. And this is how sometimes we think we know and have a handle on what love is and how God has shown up and done something above and beyond. Do you love your pet enough in order to, if, you had, if, if we had to save Tinkerbell, put it this way, and the price wasn't money, the price was one of us had to actually become a cat. <laughs> Just think about that for a moment. One of us actually had to become a cat and then we had to take away the poison and take it upon ourselves. And all that that involves in actually becoming a cat. Would we go to those lengths, even thinking that it would involve eating that? <laughs> would we go that far? It's an interesting question, isn't it? In the song we just sang, it's why I asked to sing it, the second verse says basically what the writer of Philippians says. I have to get to it. I don't have this up on the screen. But it says, Jesus Christ, who being the very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but he made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant and being made in human likeness. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. See, that's the beauty and the marvellous thing about the incarnation. Is the king of all days, a highly exalted, glorious in heaven above, was Jesus. Humbly he came to the earth he created. And all for love's sake, he became poor. So as I was thinking about Tinkerbell, would we go to the lengths of actually becoming a cat in order to save the cat? That's precisely what Jesus gave up. The glory of being with the Father and the Spirit. Uh, the Bible doesn't talk about what appearance he actually had, but actually took on the appearance of flesh and became one of us in order that he might save us. But it goes even further than that. The great, amazing thing about his love for us is this. Jesus didn't only choose to become a human being and to save us and to rescue us. He was raised to life in bodily form as a human being and he ascended to heaven as a human being. And for all eternity, he's taken on the form of a human and one day we will see him, the Bible says, face to face. Face to face. You see, as I think about would we be willing to become a cat in order to save the cat, that means being willing to give up being creative, give up being able to communicate, give up being able to eat wonderful food, give up all the beautiful joys that we have as human beings, 
we would have to give up in order to show our love for that pet. And that's what Jesus has done for us, not only in that moment, but for all eternity, Jesus has chosen to do this. And I just think about that and think, wow, what great love. If we thought we love our pets, Jesus has shown up and he has totally transformed our understanding of what love is. That he would leave the beauty of heaven and all that he had, he would humble himself, he would take on humanness in order that he might take upon the sin of the world upon himself, that we might be saved and have eternal life. That is what love is. And that is the gift that he gave us at Christmas time. And that is the reason we give gifts at Christmas time. We're going to do something now in our service, which is, um, if you can just put up a picture, something we like to do at the end of the year is to give our children gifts as a church. And I mentioned earlier that out the back there's something special going on, and that is that there is the Hills Kids Christmas Shop. And rather than giving uh, kids individual presents, you're going to be given a token that you can take and you can trade your token for a gift. And there is a plethora of gifts there <laughs> to choose from. And Kerry, is it right that the primary kids and tribe kids go out now? And tribe? Year three to five kids and tribe and youth. Is that, no? No, just tribe, <laughs> get it right. And years, primary three to five. If you want to head out right now, you can uh, grab a token. And for the rest of us, we're going to end our service in a second. And then the rest of the kids, you can go out with your parents after the service and you can be with your parents because your parents might want to help you you choose something. Oh, I don't need to do that. Yep. And while the kids do that, we're going to just finish our service by singing a song that really talks about love and the fact that Jesus entered our world and came to us. Before we do that, I just want to just pray and ask God's blessing over us as a church as we head into our Christmas celebrations that we would truly know the great depths of his love and the great lengths he went to save us as we reflect on the incarnation. Lord Jesus, thank you that you were willing to take on the nature of a human in order to enter our world, in order to take on our sin, that we might be saved from the power of that sin. Lord, you have paid a great price for us, motivated by love. You entered our world knowing full well that you would have to give up all that you had and that you had to then live in our world 
with all of its emotion and all of its mess and with the human condition, you chose to have that for all of eternity. Lord, we'll never know how much it cost to see our sin upon that cross. But Lord, we just want to thank you that you have shown up and that you have demonstrated fully how great love is, how deep love is, how wide your love is, that you would choose to pay that price, that you would choose to come to us and die for us, that we might know your love. Thank you so much, Jesus. Amen.